It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. I'm joined by my special guest host for the day, Joe Sudbay. Joining us on the phone is the executive director of Move Texas, Claudia Yoli Ferla, and she's a DACA recipient and has been a dedicated community organizer uh, who was born in Venezuela but raised in El Paso. And her organization advocates on behalf of young Texans everywhere looking to find their voices to affect change in their communities. Thank you, Claudia, for being here today. Good morning, and thanks for having me. Good morning. I'm so gl- glad you could be here. Um, well, first of all, why don't you start? Uh, I know Move Texas because it's one of the baddest of the badass groups in Texas, of which there are many. Tell folks about your organization. Absolutely. So good morning. Buenos dias, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in and for the invitation. Um, I'm Claudia Yoliferla. I am the proud executive director of Move Texas. We are a Texas-grown, Texas-based organization that is working to build the political power of young people in what we consider to be one of the youngest, most powerful states in the nation. And, you know, Move Texas started in 2013 by a few passionate students at the University of Texas in San Antonio. And since then, it's really grown into a statewide um, organization with now national recognition for our work on voting rights. Um, Move Texas has registered thousands of voters, young voters since its inception, and of course, more naturally, our focus last year was to organize to prevent the passage of bad, bad, bad voting bills being considered in the Texas legislature. And of course, this year, we're seeing a lot of the impacts of um, what happened in the last legislative session, but we're working to continue building the power in um, of young people here in Texas, you know, young people comprised. Um, we are the largest, most diverse piece of the electorate. One out of every three eligible voters is a young person. And so I believe that, you know, young people like me are not just the future of Texas politics, but we're the powerful presence. I love that so much because I think that Texas, um, you know, in, in the 2020 election cycle, and in, you know, future election cycles, um, we're going to see the power of this demographic shift. And part of the demographic shift is, you know, how many people are turning 18 <laughs> and are in that um, quote unquote category of young voters um, that, as you said, are from diverse communities. And so in a state like Texas, when when folks say like, we're going to be a majority minority or, you know, like. Another way to put it is just white voters in that particular place will be the minority of voters. Um, I think, you know, you can see the, the impact of that particular growth. Can you talk about the issues that those young voters are the most passionate about? I think we get um, a lot of sort of articles and messaging around young voters being apathetic or maybe only caring about certain issues. Um, but I find that Gen Z in particular is passionate. It's just, um, you know, I don't know that the older generations have caught on yet um, to just how passionate. So can you talk about the issues that the young voters you work with in Texas, young organizers you work with, are the most passionate about? 
Yeah, so I love that we're talking about the power, right? Even though there's a lot of people in power who are trying to silence the power of young people, um, we do live in a state that saw, you know, the second highest increase in youth voter turnout in the country between 2016 and 2020. And between 2014 and 2018, which was a midterm year, um, early voting rates among young Texans um, increased by 500%. And a lot of the growth that we saw over the past decade was driven by communities of color. And so what does this translate to? It means that Texas is changing. It is the nation's biggest battleground stain and is changing in ways that even the most extreme partisan, crusty and dusty politicians cannot change. Our generation is more diverse and more powerful than ever. And we want to see elected leaders who are going to be protecting one or bodily autonomy, who are not going to be attacking um, or, or inserting their politics to ensure that um, trans individuals can access gender and life affirming care. Um, young people also really care about climate change and we want elected officials that are going to be addressing climate change in a bold and dramatic way. Um, and we also care about our democracy, right? I think that a lot of the work that Move Texas did last, the last legislative session is a reflection of that, right? Where we mobilized thousands of young people to the steps of the Capitol, where we waited 24 hours, sometimes over 24 hours in certain, in certain opportunities, just to be able to provide our two minute testimony um, to send a loud and clear message that for us, it's not, you know, this fight is not just about protecting our democracy and saving our democracy for the, us this work is really fighting for a democracy that is inclusive of our voices, of our lived experiences, and of our power, and, an, and a democracy that is also addressing the issues that we care about. And, and you know, um, I think, Claudia, one of the things that is important and true is that the things you were concerned about in the last legislative session, in Texas legislative session, they, the legislature by constitution meets for 140 days. They met in 2021 and they unleashed an assault on on women's autonomy, bodily autonomy for sure. They attacked the transgender community. They attacked voting rights. And we're seeing it all play out right now. And, and look, there are wildfires in Texas right now. You've had you had those horrific storms last year that the governor didn't seem too concerned about. He wanted to make sure that the major corporations that were, you know, in charge of energy made billions and they did. And then they donated to him. And we saw Ted Cruz get out a lot of the out of the country during that crisis. But it, it seems right now in this year we are seeing we just saw, you know, the rejection rate of ballots in um, the mail ballots was at 13% in your primary. Y you are seeing the results of all that bad work. Is that, are people understanding that? Are, are people, you know, what's, what's the mood right now as you see this kind of happening? Yeah, I don't even, I don't think it's just about people understanding that, but I honestly believe that a lot of our people, young Texans, Texans as a whole, are feeling the impact of that, right? Mm -hmm. um, as yep. I mentioned, yep. you know, our organization was at the forefront of the movement last year to stop Senate Bill for uh, Senate Bill 1 from becoming law. Um, it was because of the political climate and the resistance that, you know, organizations like Move Texas put together that we were able to make history, right, and ensure that uh, pro-voter lawmakers were able to break Forum, not once, not twice, but on three separate occasions. We saw also Senator Carol Alvarado lead 
um, the longest filibuster, um, the first filibuster by a Latina representative here in our state. And these are all, again, because of the political, political climate that we were able to create. Um, you know, we marched in the streets, we process, processed it at the Capitol, testified, all to tell our lawmakers that Senate Bill 1 particularly, right, would make our elections worse. And unfortunately, we were right. You know, thousands of males, um, thousands of male ballots um, from eligible voters throughout Texas were rejected because of new redundant and confusing ID requirements, which wouldn't be a problem, right, if also our leaders in Congress were to take action and pass the Freedom to Vote Act law. Um, this was also amplified by our state's leadership failure to also educate the public about these new election provisions, which left many elected officials, election officials in the dark about how to help voters with questions. And more importantly, these new and excessive legal penalties for election officials from Senate Bill 1 likely played a role in the shortage of election judges, which resulted voters being turned away from, loca from polling locations for lack of staff, right? And so it's crystal clear that our leaders would rather put up intentional barriers to the ballot box to silence the voices, particularly the, uh, the voices of young people of color, than to take real action on the real issues that are affecting working Texans. I mean, I, I think that the the proof is in just the results of the most recent primary elections, as you said, like the law was passed. People were saying this is going to impact um, just enough um, people who should eligibly be able to, to vote in Texas, um, you know, to to benefit the people who put the law in place. Um, and it feels to me like that's exactly what happened, as you said, is there like is there a grassroots, I mean, you are part of the grassroots, but is that something that on the ground people understand that this new law inf infringes upon their rights? Is it is it that um, visceral for folks or does that work still need to happen in terms of the work you're doing to message um, about this new law and the requirements and, and what it actually does um, so that there's a groundswell in the next election to um, just change the makeup of the government so that these types of laws um, are changed, um, so that the laws are, are changed, so that there's more access to the ballot box, so that um, women have bodily autonomy, regardless of, of what the Supreme Court says, the state can do something. It could go in the other direction if you had different um, a different legislature. Um, do people understand what's happening in Texas on the ground? Like I said, yes, people understand what's happening. And I think also people are feeling the impact right on their everyday. Um, yeah. When these um, elected officials take these kind of drastic measures, of course, that impacts our everyday access to an abortion. It impacts, again, the trans community, trans children from being able to access life and gender affirming care. It impacts our ability to show up to vote in a way that is celebrated in a way that is um, also welcoming, right, by our democracy. Um, and in addition, right, to a lot of the myriad of issues, you know, we still remain in one of the states that doesn't even have online voter registration system, right, which would be really creating a place where we can continue to bring in more young people, more diverse people into our, into our democracy. Um, I will say, though, that, you know, it's a yes and answer, right? Like, yes, people feel this impact, but also um, we recognize that organizations like Move Texas, you know, we're here year round, right? Not just during an election cycle to be really able to fill in the gaps, right? To do the work that the government is failing to do for us. 
um, because although these leaders have failed us, right, we cannot fail, fail our movement cannot fail each other. And so um, for us, it's, you know, well, there's a lot of complications, right? Move Texas, especially this year in an election year, we are more engaged than ever, trying to fill in the gaps in voter education, having these conversations with young people on college campuses, high schools, high schools all across Texas, right? So that we can understand what we need to do in order to change this. Really, the work you do, um, Claudia, is, is so important and especially, you know, even more challenging given the hurdles that are put up. And we know the Texas legislature did redistricting to try and preserve their um, majorities in the House, in the Senate, and in um, Congress. And they couldn't do too much more because of the dynamic, the, the changing demographics of the state. But I think from, you know, from people outside of Texas, the, um, the, the attacks on women and trans kids have been really just so harsh to watch. SB 8, which the um, Fifth Circuit just recently allowed, basically allowed to, as did the United States Supreme Court, take effect. That's the one that allows a bounty on, uh, you know, people reporting others who perform uh, abortions, which should be safe and legal in this country, constitutional right. And the other thing is the attack that Greg Abbott and Ken Paxton, Ken Paxton, who is under indictment and has been for several years on state's felony security fraud charges and whose office is being, he's being investigated uh, by the FBI for corruption because of people in his own office. I always like to add that caveat when we talk about Ken Paxton, who talks about law and order. They have actually, fortunately, has been stopped right now by a state court, but they actually sent their state staffers to the homes of trans kids. Like that, um, Claudia, just feels like living in a government that has so much disdain for its citizens. Um, just talk a little bit about that and, and, and how, and, uh, and tell us um, how, how we can, how we outside can help you in Texas. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think even just hearing you say all of these things, right, it, it's like a reminder of just how terrible not only our state leaders are, but how much effort they're willing to put in, right, to silence the voices. Because at the end of the day, all of these measures we know are taken um, from, from, a, from a place of, of um, wanting to remain on to their cynical, you know, remaining on or holding on to their cynical power. I think, you know, I want, if, if there are listeners that are listening from outside of Texas and are horrified as they should be, right, I also want to highlight, a, you know, the, the beautiful work that is happening in our state, right? Um, I think it's without without doubt, right? Texas leadership is intent on silencing the voices, especially the voices of young Texans, um, and that they would work really, really hard, right, to put up all of these barriers um, to continue instead of really addressing the issues that, yeah, that, that that Texans really, really care about. But I want to be very clear that our movement is is one that is here to stay, right? It's a, it's a movement that has been um, fighting against these um, cynical leaders for a really, really long time. Um, and it's also a movement that is not limited to only only those who can vote, right? Um, 
those of us like myself who are DACA recipients who are denied of the franchise because either, you know, we are no citizens or because maybe you're too young or because you are a returning citizen, you know, we all have an, an important role to play. And I think it's really important for people outside of the state to really know that we are organizing, right? That we are organizing and that we are creating systemic change happen because we continue to show up, you know, to register to vote in one of the hardest states to vote in, that we continue to vote, that we continue to show up to organize in one of the hardest states to organize in, and um, that we are going to continue doing this work because we know that not only our communities are, um, you know, deserve to be represented in their democracy and deserve access to a safe and legal abortion that are trans, you know, young trans Texans kids deserve access to that life affirming care so that they can live lives um, just like all of us are living our lives in joy. Um, but that also it's important for people outside of Texas to understand and to know that you know this this movement is here and we're fighting and we could need um, if you're watching and you're thinking about like hearing you know thinking about how you can continue to be involved in the fight you know it's easy to um you know continue to show up to vote but also donating to organizations like move texas who are going to be here year round above and beyond an election cycle making systemic change happen working with communities on the ground and yeah like it's 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 you know well there's a lot of chaos and a lot of um confusion and a lot of deterrence which is the point of bills like sb1 sb8 etc there are people um, like us who are continuing the fight and who um, want to ensure that we can do so in community with each other. I mean, I think Texas is this, one of the most important states to pay attention to in this you know, new era where uh, America for the first time will be um, minority white. <laughs> um, Texas is the place where it's going to happen first. Um, it's already that way. Um, but it's going to be even more that way as we head into the near future. And I'm excited to see what's happening in Texas. I think youth-based movements are the best ones. <laughs> um, because uh, when you're thinking about the issues, um, as you said, that uh, young people care about the most, I would, I would uh, venture to say that climate change is the one. Um, because they know they're going to have to live here on the planet. And if we're destroying it, it's not going to be great. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, that for me is the issue that's connected to all the others, right? I mean, even if you're thinking about the headlines just today, um, COVID, Russia, climate uh, seems to be a through line. So I think young people are on the pulse. And I think Texas is the place to watch. Um, and I'm so excited for the work you're doing. Do we have one more minute? Okay, one more minute. How can people get involved if they want to get involved from anywhere in America? Yeah, so of course, uh, tuning in to our website, movetexas.org. I think that, you know, if you have a friend in Texans, um, or if, you, if, you, if you're familiar with Texas, you know that Texas is a friendly state, despite all of these horrible headlines. Um, it's also a state with a lot of power. I mentioned that young people are the largest, most diverse piece of the electorate here in our state. And so if you have people that you know in Texas, encourage them to get involved. Yes. Um, there are, you know, Move Texas is part of an amazing coalition of other organizations that are also paving that way 
for that kind of change here in our state. And we could always use some more money, right? Yep. <laughs> Just to be very clear, especially in an election year where our goal is to register at, the, at least 50,000 young people and turning out at least 300,000 young people um, for a, an important midterm election. Um, and again, not really encouraging them to vote for one party or the other, but really voting with their values is what's really important. And so, yeah, donate to Move Texas, get involved with Move Texas, email Move Texas. Um, and if it's if, and if we're not the right home, right, for you in the state, for you to get involved, we'll put you in touch with another political home or yep. another organization that's doing wonderful work. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Claudia. Julie Ferla from Move Texas for joining us today. A truly badass organization. Um, give my best to Zinin and Charlie. You have a great team there. And thank you for sharing all the work you're doing with us today here on Signal Boost. Thanks for listening to the Signal Boost podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more news.